You are now entering the mind of one of rock's greatest musicians, a former singer of Styx. The exclusive podcast, Come Sail Away, with Dennis DeYoung. Hey kids, I hope the universe is spinning in your direction. Today I'd like to talk about the Grand Illusion album. That's right, because this July 7th, 2017, I will be celebrating the 40th anniversary of the release date of that album. And wow, how am I going to celebrate that? I'm going to put on a party hat and a whistle and get some cake. But additionally, I will be performing the entire album at the Arcata Theater in St. Charles, Illinois, which is just outside of Chicago, start to finish. I've never done anything like that before in performing an album start to finish, mostly because I always felt that when you do that, there will always be an, you know, a song or two that, you know, you think, well, do we need to perform that live? But in this special occasion, 40 years, kids, 40 years, that's how old you are. Think about how old I am. I think it's appropriate that I take this moment because I happen to be playing on the very day. So we'll be doing it start to finish. And let me tell you a little something about the Grand Illusion album itself. Well, we picked 7777 as the release date for that album for lots of reasons because we saw the album was going to be released in July and it dawned on me that those numbers were going to be coming up. Here's some other seven things if you're into numerology, which I am not, but these are coincidental. The three... Band members who formed the band, John Panazzo, Chuck Panazzo, and myself, all have seven letters in our last name. This is going to get spooky now. And there are seven songs on the album, and a thing called the reprise, which is the grand finale, which just reprises some of the other songs on the album. What else? Are there any other sevens? Let me think. Oh, that's right. I had seven hot dogs the day we recorded it. No, that's not true. I did not. But... We thought that would be kind of a cool kind of hook to the whole thing. So here we are. We're going we're gonna to do the Grand Illusion album. And why was that, in my opinion, the best Sticks album? Well, it's got good songs. This is it. That, forget the, uh, the concept of the record, which was mine, which was about, you know, I've talked about this before, about the illusion that we created and people in, in the entertainment business create, whether it's through uh, motion pictures or TV or the, the musicians or even in literature, the, the illusions we create for your entertainment and edification. So what I was saying in that record clearly was simply this. Hey, just because we're up here and we're on these bright lights and we look good and we have these tight satin pants on, doesn't mean we know more than you or smarter than you. We just, you know, we're just up here creating an illusion and, and, and we hope you enjoy it and buy these records and, and enjoy these concerts. And so the ultimate theme of the Grand Illusion is despite what you see in the images created through advertising and everything else and, and the arts, um, Underneath are human beings creating these fantasies for you. And, and, and my ultimate point was deep inside, we're all the same. Which means we're all going to be whim to the universe, whim to our limitations, whim to our desires, our dreams, our fears. And that doesn't change whether you're up on a stage in front of 20,000 people or just in your house with your family. Deep inside, we're all the same. So that was the theme of the album. But what about the music? Because who cares about the theme? You like songs. We all like songs. Well, the songs are terrific. Think about it. Grand Illusion, Fooling Yourself, Superstars, Come Sail Away, Miss America, 
Man in the Wilderness, Castle Walls, and in the grand finale. This doesn't suck. This is good. It's good stuff. It's consistent. Um, even the artsier things on the record, things like Man in the Wilderness and uh, Castle Walls, that we never really played much live. In fact, we never played Castle Walls. I'm trying to think back. If we, I think we did play Man in the Wilderness, although I can't really remember. I know we never played Superstars. But these are good songs, basic good songwriting, which is the key to everything I have said a million times. So here we have The Grand Illusion, and we recorded it really in two parts. I think it was the beginning of 1977, although I could check these dates, but I'm lazy. I'm not going to. I think it was the early part of 77 when we went into the studio and recorded, I believe, The Grand Illusion first, and then Superstars, and then uh, Man in the Wilderness and Come Sail Away. We did those songs first. And the reason I, I know this is because the Oberheim synthesizer, which has become uh, synonymous with my keyboard playing in terms of synthesizers, uh, I didn't own one until uh, after we recorded the first four songs. So if you listen, listen to Come Sail Away, Fooling Yourself, Grand Illusion, Man in the Wilderness, those are all, all done with uh, an instrument called... Uh, an ARP pro soloist and a string ensemble and a lot of Hammond organ if you listen to it. That's the, the, the sound. But then the Oberheim was invented, which was the first polyphonic synthesizer, which simply means that you can play more than one note at the same time. Before that, everything was one note at a time. Whatever sound you had, you couldn't play it into a chord. You had to play one note at a time. So when I saw the four voice and I, and I, and I got it, it was like, oh my God, it's an epiphany. Look what I can do now. I can play with two fingers or four. So, if you listen to Fooling Yourself, there it is. There's the Oberheim synthesizer. And if you listen to um, Miss America, there it is. It's all over the record. And Castle Walls, same thing. There's the Oberheim four voice. So, we recorded in two stages. But the important thing for you to know is that while we were making it, remember, you, you just don't know when you're doing something that's going to have any, any lasting impact on the world. But I remember standing in the recording studio at the playback, and side one ended, and Come Sail Away played. And I remember turning to my good friend, Tom Short, who is no longer with us, and, and saying to Tom, I said, you hear that song right there? If that doesn't do it, if that doesn't break us through worldwide, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know I can't do better than that. That's how I felt about the record. When you're in there doing it, you're just, man, you're just bashing out songs and trying to get the arrangements and the performances right. You're not thinking long term like, hey, in 40 years from now, I'll be 70 and I'll be in my house talking to people about the recording of an album. No way. We hadn't even broken through as, as what would become as a very successful headlining band. We were not that yet, but come sail away. And that album certainly did it for us. Um, about the individual songs, I'd like to do this in two parts. I can tell you just about Come Sail Away, what I've mentioned before. It was inspired simply from my first trip to Hawaii when the band played the Crater Festival in Hawaii. And Hawaii was just the most beautiful place in the world. I'd never seen anything like it. Growing up on the south side, very urban, you know, it was like the blues and the greens and the whole thing was just spectacular to look at. And there's all the sailing. And so when I came home to Chicago in the dead of winter, at the end of 1976, it was just awful. The snow was up to the roof on the houses. I sat at my piano, and I wistfully began to write a song about the yearning to be in a better place, which is what Come Sail Away is about. And I used the metaphor of sailing away. And then J.Y. said, 
at the very end, he kids, uh, Dennis, what if it wasn't about sailing away? What if it, the, these people weren't angels gathering over your head? That Maybe they were aliens. And I thought, okay. So that's where that whole alien thing comes from at the end. Because if you checked out JY's outfits, he liked all that space stuff in Star Wars. Look at those, those jump shoots. He was from the future. So that's how the song came together. But what I would like to do in another podcast right after this is tell you how we ended up at the Grand Illusion creatively. How did Tommy Shaw coming into the band in the fall of 75 and doing Crystal Ball as our first attempt, how did we end up at the Grand Illusion? That's for another podcast where I will tell you what I think is the progression in the songwriting and the melding of Tommy's styles, which were not prog rock. Tommy was not a prog rocker. And how his songwriting had to really be um, we had to become a member of the band as a songwriting team in 76. And Crystal Ball was the first attempt at that. But by the time, after spending over a year on the road, a year and a half, melding our personalities and our musical styles, the Grand Illusion was born. And it's a humdinger, kids. It really is. And once again, I'm playing at the Arcata Theater in Chicago, just outside of Chicago, Illinois. In July, look it up, I think it's the fourth, no, it's I don't know the date. That's what I, I know nothing. But I'm playing there. Go to my website, which is DennisDeYoung.com, or go to my Facebook page, and you can see right there we're playing there. So it, I don't know if I'll ever do this more than once, but I'm going to do it then. All right. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this. More coming on The Grand Illusion. Cheers. Enlightening? Perhaps. Entertaining? Always. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Come Sail Away, with Dennis DeYoung. Get the next new episode Friday morning at 7 a.m. on this website.